Hi, Mom. Hi, Megs. Welcome back to our podcast, What's Your Take? We are a mother-daughter duo. And we're discussing all the things. Okay. Hello, everybody, and happy Wednesday. Happy 2020. Woo. Here we are. It's crazy. It's, it's 2020. It's a new year. I saw the other day a sign that said started in or established in 2000. Oh. Or a restaurant was, but that was 20 years ago. 2000. Now. Yeah. And, and Maggie, you know, I go to Ballet Physique and I think they started back in 2010. You love your Ballet Physique. I we do. need to get them to sponsor yes. us. Yes. Because I feel like that started uh, 10 years ago. And then a fun fact, a student shared with me mm-hmm. last week when I was writing out a pass for the student to go to class late. Yes. I usually put the date, obviously, month, You used day. to always do that for me. <laughs> when you were late for class. Um, but you, you're not supposed to, the student told me you're not supposed to write like one for January, seven for the seventh, and then just 20. You're supposed to write it out or on a check. Let's just say it's more important because someone could add, if you just wrote 20, it, someone could add more numbers like 2021. 20, for yeah, but why year? would they want that later on? Well, I don't know. I guess they said just so no one can forge the date. Interesting. So you should actually write out all four numbers on a check, like 2020, 20, huh. not just the 20. 20. Does that make sense? For sure. You okay. know the beginning of every, you know, in January when you're always writing the dates, it's like Ugh. you say 2019 and I then know. you cross it out. And it's one of those so things. So frustrating. Um, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. I know. We're, now that the craziness of the holidays is over, we're able to have more time, I would say. I know, Maggie, thanks so much this past week. I asked if you would join me for the Drake University admissions yes. uh, counselor reception, and I know it was up kind of your way where you live. Yeah. And um, I said, hey, Megs, will you come meet what me? What is Drake? Did you say college? Drake University. Say, oh, University. It's in, okay. um, I'm Des Moines, just sure. Yeah, yeah, Des Moines, Iowa. But wasn't that fun where uh, we were sort of socializing with the faculty and board of trustees and one of the... We were quite popular there. Everyone kept coming up to us. I was just trying to take a break and go to the bathroom, but people kept approaching us. I think they saw us at the dessert table. They yeah. really wanted to join Well, they us. also thought I was a high school guidance counselor. Because <laughs> yeah. one time a guy, or twice, he goes, do you have any kids that are interested in science? And I pretended I didn't hear him at first. Yeah. And then he said it again, and it's like, I'm not I the person you should be talking to. Actually, did you know this? We don't go by guidance counselor anymore. We go by school counselor. Why? Fun fact. Because we do more than just guidance. Oh. Mental health and so on. But I, I was fascinated with the one um, alumni when he was sharing what he's doing, consulting with a business that is gathering, helping people gather data on their health. And so the company he's working with is developing an app, like a face recognition app, because he said, did you know that there are about a thousand different genetic diseases out there? Nope, I didn't know that. Now I do. And this company is developing a face, a facial recognition app where I guess if you hold up the the phone to someone's face, it's 50% accurate with the number of genetic diseases diseases that person might carry that's insane so it kind of reminded me of that one sometimes i see you and max and some of your friends do this filter where you hold your face up to the so, phone like yeah the apps that from app. instagram like what disney character yeah. are you most like yeah so kind of when he was telling that story i kept thinking about 
I'm always so afraid if I do that. App, yeah. If I do that app, it'll show like Corella Deville or the Wicked Witch. Of I the was West. Olaf. So do you know Olaf? Yeah, I think I it's saw a little him. snowman. Yeah. So, but so, it, it was a compliment. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, but um, that's crazy with facial facial recognition. I know. I mean, part of me is thinking, would I want to know? I mean, I don't, I don't even want to know if I'm Corella Deville. Why would I want to know about a genetic disease? Yeah, but if you could know that, is it when you're first? I don't know. He was. I think he's working with this company that's developing this mm. facial recognition. But knowledge is power. He was really excited to talk about it. And then that other guy, he's definitely not listening, so we can say this. But he was talking about, you know, at these events, everyone likes to talk about themselves. Yes. And I'm reading a book What's right book? now, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Well, you don't need to win friends, okay. Maggie. <laughs> and it talks about how every... you Dale Carnegie. Yes. Yeah, Dale. Like, it's a great you book. ask people about their own lives. Yeah. Which is so helpful because people ask me, oh, what are you doing as a career, da 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 and it's kind of probably my worst fear of a question, Yeah, especially at this age, I guess. Yeah. No one really knows. That's like I would go to alumni weekend at Eckerd, and no one really wants to talk about what they're doing as a job. Yeah. Everyone just kind of is hanging yeah. out. But then the one guy is talking about himself, and he's like, and I'm a judge. Really? It's like, cool. What does that have to do with literally anything? <laughs> and then one girl goes, well, if you're ever in... I think he lives in like South Dakota and you get in trouble with the law. Call him. It's like, are you going to help me out <laughs> and not throw me in I'm jail? I'm sitting there like <laughs> sipping my wine faster. But then I was, <laughs> then I was, um, we were speaking with the one Dean and I just really was interested in, um, she came over to us and I asked her, so tell me your story. And she said, Oh, thank you for asking that yeah, question. She looked, so she yeah. went on and on and I was interested. It was fascinating. But anyway, thanks for joining sort me. Sort of fascinating. That. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, what else here? So what else has been up going on this week, Megs? Uh, this week, well, this happened last week or the first day of 2020 or maybe the last day of 2019, the Australian fires. Oh, so sad. And our number three audience for our podcast country-wise is Australia. So we just have to address that. The Time Magazine article talks about, oh my gosh, 25.5 millions of acres burned as of january 7th it's the size of south korea wow yeah that's wild number one 1800 number of australian homes destroyed oh 61 percent of australians who think the country should do more to combat climate change even if such action is costly yeah and i think this is just a situation that everyone's being more aware I yeah. guess. And I know a lot of people say, donate, 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 but I think it runs deeper than that. I have to say, I feel helpless being so far away. Like, what can we do to help those who yeah. are, whose homes have been destroyed? And that's something we should look into, Maggie. I saw one um, influencer post something, and she was donating 25% of her Poshmark as a... Do you know Poshmark? No. So it's... Where people can sell their clothes. Oh, like it's a consignment? Like a consignment, store? but online. And she was only giving away 25% of the profits. No, I'm not saying only. I think that's still great. But I guess someone commented and was like, only 25% really? And then she made a statement that said, we're all just trying to do our best. Yeah. I'm using my platform too to build awareness. Yeah. Which is smart. That is true. But it's kind of, you don't have to donate all your money to this. I certainly can't. No. <laughs> But any kind of raising awareness of what yeah. we can do to help out would be important. So, if you're listening and you're in Australia, and if you have suggestions, if you are, yeah, if you are aware of a good um, 
platform for people to send in donations or what might be needed. You know, let Maggie know. Yeah. Reach out and and she'll post it. So mom, going to all those, we've been to two college, um, in this past week events. One was for Eckerd, my own college, but in the, it's interesting now being an alum hearing all this, but now they're even four years ago. I don't think they discussed this, but how there's jobs out there that haven't even been created yet. Yeah. And that's the power of our digital world. And recently you posted on Instagram. I liked what you, or no, not Instagram, LinkedIn. Sorry. What did I post? You wrote a comment on me posting the podcast and I liked the way you said this. So I'm going to read it. What did I say? Well, here we go. I'm having brain fog. What did I say? You said, a true joy to be a part of this podcast. Maggie as a driver of this platform, me as the accommodating passenger. You are very accommodating. Allows us to build bridges across generations and continents. The power of connectivity in social media inspires me. Yeah. So I think we should delve into that more. Let's delve. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking, I was sharing with Dad that we might talk, you know, in counseling in schools, we talk about the mental health side of social media, which of course is negative when we're comparing and seeing so many different posts and it's the, whatever, you, you, you used a phrase once, it's someone's... Highlight reel? Highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. And we know deep down that's that can't be someone's everyday life if they're always on a, a tropical island or whatever yeah. vacationing. But filtered lens, like Yeah. No one shows them if they have a mental breakdown that day crying. No, they don't want to do that. But no but, one really wants to see that. No. But the <laughs> I was talking to Dad about this topic and he was reflecting back on when he and I were just dating and he was in New Zealand and I was back here in the United States. And, of course, we had the landline. Yeah. Answering machines didn't even exist. You had to be home at the right time to hopefully get a phone call. So we did a lot of letter writing. Mm. And he was talking about how exciting it was when he would go out to the mail, his mailbox in New Zealand, New Zealand, hoping to get a letter from me. Yeah. And then we were, you know, so that was he said it was kind of therapeutic to write letters. We would look at photos, you know, the polaroid instamatic or whatever camera so you guys are doing long distance people say long distance is hard now but at least there's facetime and yeah. things oh, but no you facetime but and writing that's like have you seen the notebook the notebook oh come that on a, that's a movie i think i read that book no i think it's is it a movie yeah yeah I, it, is uh, that what it's about nicholas sparks movie. okay i've heard of that but he writes letters to her but oh. the mom hides him because she doesn't like him oh Spoiler alert, if you yeah. haven't seen the notebook, I, I seen think that. everyone's seen it. <laughs> Except for me. Whoa. <laughs> Actually, that was us. No, like, yeah, 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 no, no really. really kidding. No. Kind of. No, not impossible, Dad, once they met him. Oh, oh, oh that part, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was just thinking, and he was saying, do you remember how expensive a phone call was? And I, did, I had no recollection. $3 a minute. So just before you came over... We were talking to Max on the phone, and we were, Dad and I were talking to Max for one hour and five minutes. If you talk, what's what's sixty five minutes times three, Maggie? One ninety five. That would have been <laughs> that an hour phone call basically would have been one hundred and ninety five dollars. Dollars. Yeah, and no one wants to. Oof. I don't even want to pay that now. I can't remember when the economy was oh or like gosh. the value of a dollar was. I do remember my phone bill being enormous. And we would have to just say, oh, we have to go now. This is going to cost so much. Oh, oh it was so sad. But anyway. Now you're here. Now, now he, then he came over. He's upstairs now. Yeah. So it all worked out. It but all worked out. But least, I think. At yeah. least now it's even 10 minutes. 
Say I called you for 10 minutes today. I did $30. I'm not worth $30. <laughs> well, I think back when I was a kid in Buffalo, New York, or Alden, New York, we would have a newspaper delivered to our house twice a day. A newspaper. We had the morning Buffalo Courier Express, and then we had the evening Buffalo News. And that was like your social media. That was our social media. I know like no one wanted to be interrupted. No one wanted to be interrupted while they were yeah. reading the paper. It was it, that when you think about social, when you think about the word media, it's newspaper, magazines, TV, and then social really is connecting us with others. So whether it's yeah, a phone or whether it's a newspaper or a magazine, we're getting connected. So I think we just have to accept it for what it is, and yeah. I like the screen time apps that there are about how much time we're on yeah. a device what is that story you had about uh from npr you were telling me oh i love this story and we can maybe. play a snippet of it i'll find it on my so phone i was listening to npr in the morning or cpr colorado public radio and there's a story about a bookstore in england, england. Uh, petersfield bookshop in england it's a hundred year old bookshop first of all i would love to visit that bookshop wouldn't that be great yeah and the bookstore employee, the managing director, realized because of the big storm, people were coming into the bookshop, but they weren't quite in the mood to buy because I guess a big storm was coming in. Mm. And he realized at the end of the day that they had not sold not one single book or bookmark or anything. And he said, you know, there was not a single book sold, not a, a, pen, a pound or a pence was put in the till. I love these English terms. Yes. And so he tweeted something out on social media, something along the line that he felt just sort of sad about, oh gosh, this whole day we've never, we can't recall a time where we never sold a single thing. So he tweeted that out and he added a link. I guess they have sort of an online Mm. book shop platform where you can get a discount on books. And once he tweeted it out, it went viral so the next day, like a thousand pounds worth of uh, book sales happened, and he, as he was doing this NPR interview, he said, even as we've been speaking, I've seen three or four books sold just during the time that he was on NPR. He <laughs> should just close his bookstore and just sell them online. I don't think he owns it. I think he's a, a manager. Oh, really? Of it. Yeah. Wait, I'll play part of the clip. Yeah. Now a story of a very bad day that turned into a very good day. First, the bad. It was a rainy, gloomy day in Hampshire, England, and a 100-year-old bookstore closed out the till without selling a single book. Not even a bookmark. Nothing. Zilch. So the guy behind that very quiet till tweeted a despondent tweet, but it went viral and produced the very good day that followed with hundreds of new orders. With us now is the man who wrote that tweet, Robert Sansom. He has worked at the Petersfield Bookshop for 13 years, which is where we find him now. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Tell me just how bleak was this Tuesday of this week? Oh, we, we, it was bad. We had a storm come in across the country and uh, it was raining like nobody's business. Everybody was hunkered down at home. We had a few people in the shop, but they weren't in a buying mood. And I could understand that, to be honest. 
so you know, it was sort of late afternoon, and I suddenly it was it just hit me that I hadn't actually put any money in the till at all, not mm. sold a single book. That was really unusual. And I spoke to other people who've worked here, and we couldn't remember any other day, any other time in our collective memory uh, when we'd not sold a single thing. So uh, that was what prompted the tweet. Um, and I know it comes across as a almost desolate <laughs> kind of creed occur. Uh, it was how awful it was. <laughs> it was. Actually, actually, it was meant to be sort of wistful and, you know, oh, well, we'll try again another day. <laughs> so, would, would you just read it for us, what, what you actually tweeted? I can't write this second, but I can, I can tell you roughly what the gist was. Okay. Essentially, I said, uh, Tumbleweed, uh, not sold a single book all day, zero pounds, zero pence. Uh, and then I went on, because we happened to have our online books at a 25% sale in January, I just put the link to that underneath and uh, didn't really think much of it, but I thought, you know, maybe someone would uh, pick up on that and go and have a quick look. And boy, did they. Boy, did they. And I, and I will just note that this, this despondent <laughs> tweet was accompanied by photos of a completely deserted bookstore. That's right. <laughs> it was pitiful. Um, so what happened? Well, uh, I, I closed up, I went home, and what I didn't know was that a friend of ours had had a bit of interaction in the past with the author Neil Gaiman, who's uh, very well known for his um, series American Gods on the television. Yeah, sci-fi and fantasy writer, yeah, big deal. Big deal, and um, he retweeted the tweet, and he has 2.8 million followers. Wow. And uh, I... I've never been at the middle of anything like this before, and I had no idea. Those, those numbers underneath the, those things that you put on social media, they, they move. It was like watching the mileage in a car go up and up and up. <laughs> and I thought there was something wrong with my phone. Uh, by the time I got to work the next morning, we had nearly a £1,000 worth of orders. And it's kept going, I have to say, all the time in front of a computer screen now. And uh, since we've been talking, uh, there's been another three orders pop up on the on emails there it's just been incredible and and really heartwarming as well you're speaking to us from the bookstore has it been busy today it has. It's been very busy, and also uh, the media interest has been phenomenal. Uh, I mean, the, the largest UK magazine programme is here and has been filming. I've just got off the phone from a radio station in New Zealand. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and what's been really nice, actually, the people who have ordered these books, obviously they haven't been buying our high-end antiquarian books. They've been finding something that they would like for £10, £20, and buying it to support and just to say, you know, we're here and we appreciate a bookshop, which is just lovely. It mm. feels like a big internet hug. Well, congratulations. May I wish you many more such very good days to come. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're going to enjoy it while it lasts and then make the most of it after that as well. That is Robert Sansom speaking to us there from... Cool. I love that phrase, an internet hug. I know. Oh, that, that cute? I wish I had a British accent. A British accent, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is just kind of an example of the power of social media. Yeah. It kind of connects, as I know. you said. And as so. at, at the um, that Drake University event, as well as the Eckerd event that you and I went to this week, I loved what um, your admissions director at Eckerd mentioned, um, Jake. Jake um, Brown. Jake Brown. He shared with the prospective students and their parents that where they are right now the jobs that they will be working on in four to six years don't even exist. Mm. This world is changing so fast, and I think a lot of it has to do with 
technology, information, connecting mm-hmm. the social media side of things so people can learn about careers yeah. and jobs and the power of it. Also, we, I mean, I grew up, I guess my first phone was in seventh grade mm-hmm. and it was a flip, a you flip know, phone. but we all grew up knowing, you know, learning social media early. So there's people I've helped in the past, you know, run their Facebook accounts. Even they pay me cause they have no idea even how to log in. Yeah. And it's kind of, and your strengths are in being creative and yeah. helping market and promote products. Mm-hmm. You've, done, you've done a lot of that with different businesses, Megs. Thank you. Great. Yeah. And I noticed this past week, um, I was I received this document on what's big in Colorado, and there's this whole workforce initiative, and it's designed to advise and integrate, and help inform youth mm. and adults on what where the needs are in Colorado, so we can make sure we're preparing our students for mm. it. And the main areas are obviously healthcare, a big one, mm-hmm. technology, a big one education training and I really like that the creative industries yeah. are a big part of the push for yeah. um, one of the key industries in Colorado mm-hmm. so keep up the good work Maggie thank you I the think creative. there's a quote I want to well I can edit that part up but you can keep going if you can um, it's fine you don't have to I, I'm just pulling up a quote I, I just yeah cause I, I know I didn't and then the other key industries, of course, in Colorado have to do with aerospace and bioscience and information and technology and tourism, of course, in Colorado. It's a big, you know, we have lots of hiking and skiing and outdoor activities as well as sports. And, we're, you know, we're a pretty big city now, huh? Yeah, I know. So I think some of the key skills they also talk about is just making sure students, and that's the same with the liberal arts education that you received, is just being creative, critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. And knowing how to problem solve and communicate, work well with others, be a team player. Those are those soft skills that a lot of um, industries are really needing. Not just the hardcore technical skills, but those soft skills. Yeah. I think the piece that I worry about with social media is, I think I was sharing with you, you know, when I go into the high school, and I, it's adorable. I see the students sitting like on a comfortable modular couch, side by side, shoulder to shoulder, squished in together really <laughs> wanting to just touch and connect yeah. and sit really crammed close to each other but they're all buried into their phones and it's not just at the high school we see that on subways and everywhere we go and I yeah. just worry about what are they missing out on they want to be close together when I think about the teenagers mm-hmm. they want to be touching each other and squished together on the on the couch but they aren't looking at each other they're looking down into their phones. That kind of stresses me out. I, I worry about that. So I think the eye contact, public speaking. I think also just putting your phone down and being in the present moment when you're talking to people. Yeah. Dad, and we're all guilty of it, but... Um, well, Dad so. purchased a, a book at the at the grocery stand when he was buying groceries. And it was about just um, cleansing and like doing a deep cleanse, but not just with nutrition but also with, with social media. Mm-hmm. So it's important. We need it, but we also need to know when to turn it off. And yeah. Enjoy the moment of what's around you. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, this kind of has to do with what we're talking about, social media, but I follow this account, and I work with them too. Sometimes they send me collaborations. It's called 4 dot co, 
it's an influencer marketing platform, but they always post good little tidbits about, you know, the social media world. And um, this is a good quote I like. So let's read it. Well, here's uh, there's a few. I'll oh, read a few. Let's read them. Influence comes from relating to your audience, not alienating them. Ooh, wait, read that again. Influence? Influence comes from relating to your audience, not, not. alienating them. I like it. And then... Mm, I like that. I want to think about that one for a minute. Okay. Well, we can be I, here all night. I think, it, I think it ties in. Can I just talk about that? Yeah, sure. One for a second? Yeah. You know, like I mentioned the belly physique class. And mm-hmm. I loved what Kristen, the instructor, shared at the end of a class saying, you know... This is a fast-paced world. Mm-hmm. Applaud the good work that you do for your soul, for your body, and for your mind. And she said, we all have those self-deprecating thoughts, but cleanse yourself from them. And as an influencer, that quote really resonates with me. Yeah. You want to not, you don't want to alienate people. You want to include. Yeah, exactly. Good. Well, here, if you liked that one. Uh-oh. Um, Well, they're all good. You should follow this. I'll start sending you these, you know. I like this one, too. Share your journey in a way that inspires beyond Instagram. Oh, say that again. Share. Share. See, as an older person, I tend to process things more slowly. Share your journey (laughs) in a way that inspires beyond Instagram. Okay. So how would someone do that? Mm -mm. Well, how would you do that, Maggie? How would you share your journey? Dur- well, I think doing a journey. podcast is a lot. Like, also, I think just in the live conversations and how we yeah. treat strangers and others. Or, or I think not being not being afraid to start um, a conversation on Instagram. But then in real life, when you're in the elevator and you're pressing the button and you're going to the 12th floor and it's packed full or maybe just one or two other people... Mm-hmm. Do you look up at the numbers or do you look down at your feet? Yeah. Or do you look at your phone? Engage, look at your phone, or do you engage and look and say, hello? Well, here's another one you'll okay. like. Your greatest asset is the life you live outside of this platform. Outside of this platform? Like Instagram. Okay, wait, your greatest asset. Your greatest, I might have to edit this out because it's like, just it's let like, it sink. People can listen. I know, but they might be rewinding it and listening That's to it. That's fine. Your greatest asset is the life you live outside of this platform. It's easy to get caught up in the hustle. What's important is you regularly step back, live your life, and find your purpose outside. Mm. As long as you stay curious, you will grow and have a wealth of experiences to bring into your work. Maybe that means taking time to cook dinner on weekends and bringing that experience into your channels. Maybe it's a camping trip where you unplug and return ready for the work ahead. It can look like anything. At the end of the day, the content you create doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's important to be in touch with the world around it. So go out and live your best life. I love it. And staying informed. Do you want me to repeat all that? No, I think I got that. I'll just rewind the podcast and listen to it again. So what do we have coming up this week? Um, Anything? Just life. Just life. Um, but have you seen any good movies? Because I just saw Little Woman and I... Oh, tell me about it. Well, I, I, went still, with, I did see I went it with too, Kat, but tell me what you thought we about We went with it. Kat, Claire, and um, Julie, their mom. Their mom. Oh. And we were all... I think it's a three hour, maybe a little less of a movie, and we were all mesmerized. Oh. And those girls too grew up with... I know, they sisters. grew up sisters. And there's a lot of sister fights in oh, it, yeah. and it just kind of that was, was funny. But that's so about to win. Anyway, four sisters. Yeah. Um, and, and great cast. Oh, yeah. Meryl Streep, Emma Watson. That was good. We saw 1917. 
And that was a World War One exactly. movie. Really good. I'm not necessarily into war movies. Me neither. And that, that kind of shocks me that you liked that. Yeah, it was fascinating. Um, and it, that was, I think that's also going to be up for some awards. Um, let me look at Little and Sister's names because it's going to drive me crazy. Uh, Beth, Meg, Amy, mm. and Joe. Joe. Got it. Joe's a character. That was, imp- that was important. Timothy Chalamet, I think, is the actor's name. The guy that plays, what's the boy in it? Their friend? Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. He's, um, I thought his character was so funny. Yeah. Okay. 1917. I didn't see the, um, no, I would recommend the 1917 movie. And it was based on, I think the director of it based on, wrote it based on the stories of his grandfather. Mm. Possibly who was in World War One. And it was about two soldiers who were sent to be journey communicators. They had to deliver a message to the front line mm. to not proceed because With war. the Germans were withdrawing. Mm. And it was just see at that point, it's not like they can send a text. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. It's not a spoiler or anything. It's more of a really getting involved in what it was like yeah. in that day in the war. It was Yikes. so tragic. So that's a good movie. I definitely um, highly recommend that one. Cool. So, Maggie, this topic has been just great to ponder, and I was thinking about something I read from a one of the books I'm working through, and I, and I think it was someone's New Year's resolution of that every day try to thank someone for what they've done and act. And maybe maybe we should push ourselves to leave a sticky note or to write something out on a piece of paper. Oh, that's good. Like the letter writing yeah. thing. Instead of, it could be a text or an email or maybe say it face-to-face yeah. to someone. So that's something maybe we should just challenge ourselves with. Yeah, that's good. And develop those self- A letter. A letter. Writing a letter. Hmm. When was the last time you received a letter in the mail? Um, I think you used to write, over the summer you used to write so I think one of your college friends. That was like years ago. Oh, yeah. That was like freshman year. Didn't you? Her and I would write letters. Yeah, it is fun. But that is fun. And how if fun If anyone out there wants to be a pen pal. Be pen pals. Let me know. I met a woman that when I was working retail, um, she said she met a guy through being pen pals. That is And so she was cute. about to meet him that night for oh the first time. Oh, my gosh. How I said, how did you meet? She goes, oh, we were pen pals. How cute. So That's she was nervous. I and mean, I was trying to help her figure out where to go. Does anyone do pen pals? That's a question to listen yeah. to to put out to our listeners. Listeners, all right, uh, all right. Well, that's, well, if you're listening and you're a new listener, follow us on Instagram. What's your take pod? pod? You can always DM me if you have a suggestion, question, comment at Maggie May Stewart, or you can write to me by putting a letter in the envelope and mail. Yeah, it. or you can write to your address, which is no <laughs> my pen pal address. Yeah, you, we could start oh, a P.O. Fun. box. Um, I do listen to this podcast called The High Low, and they have a mailbag where people send in letters and stuff, Ooh. what they should talk about. So maybe we should start that. I want a mailbag. We should start a What's Your Take mailbag. What do we, how do we do a mailbag? I think you'd, we'd have to start like a P.O. box because I don't really want people knowing my address. I'll, I'll have them send it here. But the, you that's never something know. to think about. Yeah, so I would a little like mailbag to, and people can send different fun. things and write in. So maybe that is a... That's a new thing. That's a new thought. You get like fancy pens and fancy paper. And Why? No, we don't write. Like people oh. would write to us. Oh. Or we could write, we could, could we write do back? a thank you note back. We could write a thank, thank you note. 
Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Love you, Meg. Love you too.